これからみんなでめちゃくちゃ踊って騒ごう騒ごうヘッベンガイエッセー !You already know what time it is! It's the Bronx Bias Podcast Episode 82! Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 82 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Denzel, aka Harry Potter, aka Dubron James. And we are back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to start by saying thank you. To everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone out there who is active and engaging with me on the social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all of the love and all the support I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there busting their ass battling this COVID still. I hope everybody had an amazing, wonderful, fantastic Thanksgiving. And finally, thank you to all the people out here who are using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, 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 always have to start the shows with the thank yous because the thank yous are very, very, very important. Please do not forget your boy Denzel has official. Bronx Bias Podcast merchandise available for purchase. You can visit the website bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com. B R O N X B I A S P O D dot M Y S H O P I F Y dot com. bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com. Come check it out. Come fuck with me on there, man. I've got hoodies. I've got t shirts. I've got tote bags. I've got COVID masks. And I've got stickers with much, much, much more to come. Once again, for the millionth time, I'm an independent potter from the BXMY. And supporting the merchandise is just one of the best ways to help keep the podcast going the way that it is.、Um, again, I don't have no sponsorships and no deals as of yet. 
So guys, just the love and the support for the merchandise really helps the show, really helps me keep it going, really helps me pay for certain things. And um, I truly, sincerely, sincerely appreciate everybody who has went on and purchased merchandise from me. I really appreciate it. It does a lot for the show. It helps the show in a great way. And um, I encourage you out there, again, I understand everyone's financial situations are different. So if you can and you're a fan of the show, you like listening, I encourage you to visit the site and hook a brother up. Get yourself something nice, man. It'll help you with some fresh gear and it'll help me with uh, helping the show uh, keep going, helping the show to keep going the way that it does. So uh, check out the merch if you guys haven't already. And with all of that being said, we are going to have a great, great, great show today. Fully, fully, fully packed. And I'm in an amazing mood. I'm in a tremendous mood. And I am ready to go. So let's get it. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro was an amazing, 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 amazing song by one of my favorite artists of all time. The fact that I haven't even played the song till episode 82 means that I am slacking big time. I'm slacking heavy. But it is called Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott off of the album Miss E So Addictive. And I've mentioned this on the show before. I don't remember what episode. I know I was answering a question. Who was one of my favorite female artists of all time? And it's Missy Elliott. Like, she's at the top of the list. Like, just her whole vibe, the amazing songwriting, the amazing rap, the amazing producing, the amazing videos, like, just depicting this Afrofuturist uh, society or people, Afrofuturist people in all of her videos. Or if she was doing like the music make you lose control videos, just all these intricate choreography and set design. And like she really as a child, her and Busta Rhymes, they're kind of like the same. They really like unlocked in my mind the creativity that hip hop that hip hop could have. You know, generally speaking, when you think of hip hop videos, it's a guy with a nice chain in front of a nice car with a nice girl you know, talk, you know, rapid, right? That's uh, throwing money or whatever. Missy Elliott and Busta at the time um, was like really putting a lot of effort into their videos to show you like these different dimensions or these different ways of thinking about shit. And like, it was just awesome. Like Missy Elliott is really like one of my favorite musicians, artists, creators of all time. Like if I ever get to meet Missy Elliott, I feel like that's one of the people who I'll like pass out. Like, if I ever get the chance to meet her, like because of just the way what she brought to the game of hip hop, like she was amazingly talented as a writer, amazingly talented as a producer, but just like the the visual aspect, bringing that like like these are not just rappers, artists and musicians. These are also like directors and like amazing writers for video treatments and shit like that, like bringing another wrinkle to the game and I really sincerely truly love Missy Elliott so much and it's a shame I'm shamed myself I'm gonna give myself bow bow it's a shame that I have not played Missy Elliott in the intro as one of the intros yet and I had to rectify that wrong today shout out to Missy Elliott also she got her just got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame she got that shit on my birthday gang 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 and uh man she's just great I love her so much and shout out to the god Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. Now it is time for my favorite, 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 
favorite, favorite, favorite segment of the podcast, and it is called Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York. So, without any further ado, your Bronx fact for today is... Co-op City, which is a cooperative housing development located in the northeast section of the Bronx, is the largest housing complex in the nation, with over 15,000 apartments and 43,752 residents, according to the 2010 U.S. Census. This extensive development contains 35 towers with structures soaring up to 33 stories high. Some former notable residents of Co-op City include Queen Latifah, former NBA guard Rod Strickland, and even current U.S. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. And that is your Bronx Fact for episode number 82. Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right. All right. We're getting right to it today. We have a very, very, very special guest. It's the only special guest that appear here on the Bronx Bias podcast today. We have Janeth Benjamin, an author, a writer, a poet, an editor, and the host of the Not A Bag Amount podcast. Janeth, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk to me today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for today. Yes, 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 yes. We're going to have a great show. I know it. So, <laughs> Janet, can you can you tell the people where are some of the places that you can be reached if they want to get in contact with you or they want to see all the work that you do or all your creations? Sure. My email address is info at themeekychronicles.com. But if you do follow me on Instagram at the Miki Chronicles, you, my, all my information will also be there. Facebook, also the Miki Chronicles. Twitter, Miki Chronicles. Um, yeah, my website is www.themikichronicles.com. And the link in my bio on my Instagram page will take you on a journey and a half to <laughs> every single, almost every single thing that I've done. I have a YouTube channel. I have a Patreon page. The podcast link is there my other blog is there because I'm also I mean I guess I forgot to mention that I'm also a blogger so I do have a side blog apart from the Miki Chronicles so the everything is on my Miki Chronicles page you will find everything there I'm also something I forgot to tell you which is also my bad the managing editor of where it's at magazine and that's a magazine here in New York City it's 18 years old and it's freely distributed in the Bronx um long island queens manhattan and brooklyn we we're not in staten island yet but and it's also online at go where it's at.com man look at you you get the full 24 hours out of your day i, <laughs> I really try <laughs> wow you know, that, a... you, know that, you know that thing i was like i do my best i really do my best yeah you're doing your best yeah wow so. okay that's impressive Thank you. Thank you. 
Right. So now well, this is great because you have a lot of different areas of expertise or you have your hands in a lot of different pots. Mm-hmm. So the first question I like to ask the guests is how has COVID and the previous year, even into this year of 2020 and 2021, how has that affected you personally? And also how has that affected you and your businesses? So when I think of COVID happening, it's, it was sort of a surprise, but I was already sort of in preparation mode for anything. Um, I've been undergoing sort of a personal journey of restoration and just rethinking and retraining my mind to something else. And so the past few years have been semi full circle when it comes to my purpose and my goals and whatever I'm doing. So when COVID happened, I was already in a, okay, it's a time to shift mindset. It was already, you've, you've shifted here. Now it's time for you to put in practice. A lot of those things that you've been talking about saying and working on, um, personally COVID messed up my money because <laughs> COVID messed up my money. I had three jobs, three different jobs running around at the beginning of the year. I had all these elaborate plans, you know, I was left with one. So I had to like cut back on a lot of things that I could do, but what it also did was amped me up creatively. I, I launched my, my e-commerce store in, in 2020. I launched the podcast in 2020. I published another book in 2020. I launched another project in 2020. So creatively, I was in a place where it was sort of an incubator for every idea that I wanted. And because I was already like being organized and getting um, sort of disciplined to do things, I kind of just got into that, okay, what's next mode? What's next mode? What's next mode? So, you know, it it gave me a better direction. It, it really brought me full circle. When I say full circle with my life experiences, professionally, academically, and personally. And then it's just shifted me in a place where, okay, what's next? So it's, it's a balance, you know, sort of a healthy balance, but COVID did mess with my money. So. Hey, you I'm preaching to the choir. It messed with everybody <laughs> money. It messed with it. But I will say that, see, that's the good with the bad, right? It's all about yeah. balance. And so, yeah. you know, on the negative side, like, yo, you lost money, people lost jobs, some people lost their lives, but so many people who, you know, all the people who I talk to, they all say, yo, I got super inspired. Yes. I got time to sit down and rest and think about my next moves. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, got to collaborate with so many different people who also have free time. So it was like yeah. a blessing within the curse. Yes. I think, I think we... We're in a shift and everybody knows this and it's become so cliche for people saying that we're in sort of a a huge existential shift, but it's true. And I think the more we say it, the more we realize that it's happening. And so our mindset has to, we have to shift from this whole, I can't do it to I'm going to try. 100%, 100%. And that's great advice for anybody out there. You have to try whatever it is. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes but you have to try. You can't live your I mean, life not knowing. Exactly. That's torture to me. Like if I'd never started this podcast and I stayed at my old job, I would be looking out the window every single day. Like what if that, and that would kill me because you would yeah. never know the answer. Never. And I, in a, in a way, whatever I've done and I've tried 
it's to take what you learned from that and and say, okay, should I continue this or should I just stop? And there is no shame in stopping because at least you did it. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a mindset I'm really just like running into every single project with. There's no rush to get it perfect. There's no perfection like mindset. It's like you're doing it and you're doing, you're going to do it well because you're going to take your time and do what you need to do. So yeah, COVID is... COVID, COVID had to happen, whether or not we liked it. So a lot of us, there was, there was too much going on and we needed a pause. And I think it was a well-needed pause, an unfortunate um, pause for a lot of people because that, you know, indefinite pause for most. And so we have, I feel like I have like a, and it's a, it's a heavy weight to carry because I feel like I'm now in a place where I have to live up to my potential for those people that can't. Right. right. And it's just my personal like baggage now. There are so many people that never got the opportunity to, to just live their lives because of this. What am I going to take from that? I'll do it for them. I don't know them. I, 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 I don't know anyone like directly, personally in my immediate family that you know, got affected by COVID through death, but I know other people who've lost their family members. And I'm like, I'm going to do it for them because at the end of the day, we are a brother's keeper and, you know, we got to keep it going. So that's COVID. That's my 20 cents on COVID, not two cents because that that was a lot. (laughs) Well, I appreciate the 20 cents and people need to hear it. People need to hear it from somebody who gets a full 24 hours out of their day. Hey, how did you how did you handle it? How did you handle losing two of your three jobs? How did you bounce back from that? How did you reinvigorate yourself and get yourself up out of bed again? Losing something like losing a job is no is a big deal, you know, it's not a small deal. So people need to hear that. And I appreciate you telling us that. So, Janet, my first question that I have for you, my first of your of my personal and your business journey questions, we're going to get into it like Oprah Winfrey here. All right. <laughs> what inspired you? What inspired you to start your career and to start all of your ventures? I, I would imagine that because you have your hands in so many different areas, you had a lot of inspirations that got you to this point. So l- tell us, tell the audience, what was one of your your inspirations to get you into all your fields? So I my first book really got me through the door. And in 2016, I published Bloom by 30, The Meeky Chronicles. And it was sort of a, a dedication to my 30th birthday. You know, I was coming into a season where I had to accept that this place where I am journey wise, you know, I can't compare it to everyone around me. And it just so happened that I'm a poet, been that way for a while, used poetry for my own self-healing, my own self-reflection, started sharing a few on social media. Over the years, people would ask if I would ever do a book. And I'm like, who's going to buy my book? Who's going to read this book? Nobody's going to read this book. But then I had to realize it wasn't just for me doing it for other people. I had to do it for myself. I had to challenge myself to do something I'd never done before. And I did. And so once I... Once I decided that I, I did that one thing, there was really no turning back and everything had to be intentional. So I'm all about signs and symbols and making sure things have meaning. And so Bloom by 30 was inspired by the lotus flower 
and the story behind the lotus flower is it's planted in a dark muddy place but it blooms beautifully despite you know being in all that gunk and I'm like that's everyone we have to go through hard situations ups and downs and in betweens to become and that very year I wanted to start a magazine and I mean first thing I did was started a, a, an Instagram page and it's called Bloom and Become. And it became my my own personal journey thinking that there are so many other people like me, you know, we, we're passionate about these things. We're on this journey. We want to be able to share our experiences with people. I want to be able to regular people like me and you, you know, we're not being born with, you know, extravagant things. We're little people doing great things, just being ourselves and exploring the gifts that we have and sharing those with people. And so my journey into this became one of growth, but one of a truth growth, not just the pretty part of it. it there has to be a healthy balance. So you're growing, you're blooming and you're becoming, but you're also learning and you're evolving each time and you're, you're accepting that part. So Bloom by 30, the Miki Chronicles was an acceptance journey, a growth journey, um, a coming into. It's sort of like a coming into because so many people idolize 30. You have to be married by 30, have kids by 30, have this booming career by 30. Like 30 is some magic number. It's a farce. So that's Bloom by 30. From then it was just like, okay, where do I go from here? I couldn't just stop. And so it became something in, I I cannot put into a lot of words like what this whole five six how long has it been I don't know I can't count 2016 it's been, it's been five years right right I'm good with words numbers aren't good, so. <laughs> meaning I'm not good with numbers either right I mean I know the basics and as long as I have a calculator I'm fine but five years into this and it feels like forever it feels like home and I think once you've decided to take on a journey like this to be that voice I've always been insightful I've always been someone that my friends could come to to talk to about things like my I amaze myself sometimes the way I think and the kind of insight I have into certain things And so I would want to be able to have that safe space. And so everything that I'm building, everything that I'm um, doing, it has to be for the better good. It has to be for your well-being. It has to be for your growth and to help you realize um, that it all starts with you and, and what's inside of you. And so, you know, poetry started us all, but 30 was the, the kicking, you know, the kick through the door and I, I can't look back. So I'm everything I'm doing now, it, even up to last week, I decided on a new business venture, bless my heart, because it's, it's a lot of work and I'm doing it anyways. It's scary, but I'm going to do it because I believe in the, in the purpose of it. And I believe um, in what it's doing and what it has to do for me and the people around me. And every time I talk to my sisters or my friends or whomever, it just gets me more inspired. You're, you're a poet. So I got to give you some snaps. Right oh, now, you, you gotta give you thank some snacks because you, you, you on game. You want and everything that you're saying is correct. From when I was a kid, you hear it is drilled in your head. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to 30 years old, you have to be X, Y, and Z. Uh, family home, to white picket fence, dog, two car garage, wife, two kids, every like, and yeah. you have to realize, you know, maybe that is a a, a dream or um 
a milestone for other types of people. But you got to understand the way that we grew up, the way yeah. that you and I may have grew up is completely different. Your clock into adulthood actually starts much faster, but it's much harder to get to these milestone achievements, right? So you're going to you be doing adult stuff by the time you're 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? But it it's still, even though you start your adulthood earlier, it is much more difficult to attain these things because of our socioeconomic situations and our family history and this, the color yeah. of our skin, very right. important. That, so, like, there are so many factors that when you, when, you, when you think about it, we, and then we internalize these things and, and that's how a lot of us like develop even anxiety and depression and all these other, in addition to our own, trauma from whatever else there is this whole idea of you have to have this and it's like stop you know it, if I could if I could go back to 17 because my book I dedicated it to my 17 year old self this girl who had all these plans 13 years later she's like okay so what had happened was <laughs> right no yeah it, it, it was, it's just one of those things where if you could really go back and have that one conversation, it's a conversation to just live and, and, and just, and take care of yourself during those years and enjoy the moments and stop rushing to get to a number that you're going to regret. <laughs> 100%. You're right. You got to enjoy every day because one, yeah. you don't know when this, this, this ship is going to end. You right? don't know when. And two, it's like, you're going to put all this pressure on yourself to reach a certain thing or a certain goal by a certain time. But inevitably, when that time happens and that comes and you realize that you fall short on these things, even mm-hmm. if it's no fault of your own. Right. What is that going to do to your mental? You've been drilling it in your head since you were 17 years old that by 30, I'm going to be this. And then when 30 comes, because life is not a movie, <laughs> you know, life is not a, a, a play and it doesn't happen for you. Then you get depressed and then you get anxiety and then you get PTSD and then you feel you know, ashamed of yourself and insecure and all these things. It's like, yeah. you got that all wrong. Like, yeah. you got to enjoy this life and you got to do what you feel passionate about and you got to really enjoy your time here. You yes. can't live your life trying to rush through to the end and then, re- you know, don't even enjoy the, the journey. It's not about That's always it. the destination. It's about the journey. It's always about the journey. It's all about finding the moments that not just help to find who you are, but to create that, the memories and then, and, and the things with people because I by 30, you know, and, and my entire the Binky Chronicles is fueled by faith, family, love, and friends. Those four things. Those are like the four foundational principles, the four values. Everything I do will always be about those things because those four family, they're the first people you meet. They define a lot of how you view the world and society. And, and, you know, love yourself, God, your people, that's, that's, that's a given. Your friends are the family that you choose. And they too have a great influence on a lot of what you do. And faith, I can do all things through Christ. So I am not even without God. I'm like, I'm just an empty shell. And so I use those four pillars to sort of guide me in everything that I do because I have to do it for him and for his people. And so here I am. And I'm glad that we're here together. I'm happy that you went on this journey. You did all these things. I'm glad I did as well so that we have this conversation today. I really appreciate it. My next question for you, Janet, is 
what do you want to convey or what do you want your overall message to be with your podcast and all of your other ventures? What do you want people to get from you every time they see one of your works, whether it's a poem that you wrote, a book that you wrote, a magazine that you helped shape, or even listening to your podcast? What do you want people to get from you every time they experience one of your works? So like I mentioned, family, faith, love, and um, friends, pillars, right? But a lot of that starts with you. And so I am huge on being self-aware. I'm true. I'm, I'm huge on finding how, who you are um, outside of what society tells you. So authenticity is a huge part of my message. You know, you have to first find out who you are without the frills and whatnot, then take care of that person, nurture that person, and then bring that person to the world, share that person, love yourself enough so that when you go out there, you know, you're not feigning for validation from anyone and share that love willingly with people, you know, less judgmental, you know, being more understanding of people and circumstances love your family. A lot of what I, I write about is, is, is being grateful and being honest about your journey and being, you know, just aware of who you are. I'm also a huge advocate for mental health because we have all gone through the stigma of, you know, oh, you, you crazy, but I'm not though. You know, these are things that I experience that affect my well-being and being aware of your triggers and knowing when to ask for help. So it's a big message to love yourself, just being aware, being authentic. And and authentic doesn't mean, you know, saying it, you have to do it. A lot of words. I'm a words person. I can write you for days, all the sweetest things in the world, but I can tell you words mean nothing without actions. You cannot just say, I love myself without acting on it. And self-love isn't selfish. You know, do what you have to do for your well-being without hurting other people. Because sometimes we do hurt other people in the process. So being aware of what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how. I'm giving you some more snaps, man. I'm giving <laughs> you some more snaps. You hitting the nail on the head. Mental health is so important. I had a um I had a guest from NAMI, the National Alliance of Mental Illnesses in New York City on, and I talked to her about, you know, why is it so difficult for people to ask for help or seek help? And she was like, basically, it's a, it has to do with embarrassment and has to do with other people's perceptions of seeking treatment. But we've seen in the world, yeah. not just between our communities, in the world, the scope of how mental health affects every single person and how it affects them differently. We just had Simone Biles over the Olympics, the one of the greatest Olympic performers in the history of the world. Yeah. One, like, it's not like she wasn't like, you know, just a random gymnast. Like this is the greatest. And she was saying, I'm having an issue with my mental health. And I'm because of those it. issues, I cannot perform the way that I want to. And then you have, of course, the crowd of people who want to be insensitive to that and say, oh, she's a quitter, all this and that. But the key is what she did on that global stage maybe can help other people who look up to her and say, dang, she's the great one of the greatest in the world. And she's saying, I'm having an issue. Maybe I can feel a little bit more comfortable of expressing myself in that way or seeking treatment or even just admitting it to myself that I'm having an issue. 
And so I see that as extremely valuable. The the uh, focus on people being upfront and honest about their mental health issues and how it affects them, because it does. No it does. one among us has not had an issue with their mental health. There's Listen, nobody that exists that hasn't had that. I cannot begin, like my whole, I've always been the strong one, right? I don't, I, I, I take care of my people, right? I've always been the one where I, I get, I get things done. I show up, I do this, I do that. My first obvious run-in, because I'm not going to say run-in to the point where I've never had issues before. The one, when I finally started realizing that there was a problem, it happened unexpectedly and just out of the blue. I was devastated. I was at work. Like my first time having like a panic attack or something was was like just one random day and it didn't feel like a panic attack. And the second time it happened, I was at work. And this was like in 2017 or about. And I looked fine. I looked normal. I went about my life just the same for the most part. I was still posting on social media. I was still smiling in pictures, obviously, but I was dying, literally, like I was broken, but, and it just seemed to some people like it was normal. Like I, and that's the thing, like folks feel like there has to be sort of an extreme. You're either super happy, super sad. There's no in between. Mental health doesn't have a face. It doesn't have a set way you can, you can be okay and not be okay. You know what I mean? So it's, it's for us to be so aware of the fact that I could be the most positive person in the world. I could give you all the advice you want, but I still can have issues. And that doesn't make me authentic. It doesn't make me less than it just, it makes me real because I'm not putting anything up for you. I remember writing about it maybe shortly after because I wanted to sort of kind of remember what I felt and I keep going back and I'm thinking to myself I kept asking myself am I being real by writing about it so soon after or I'm like no that's the writer in you that's how you've expressed emotions over the years there is no way that you documenting this takes away from that experience and that's what I've kept doing. Like every moment that I've had a down moment or an off day, I try to write about it. I have so many poems about my off days and my good days. And it really is just a progression of my growth, not just in writing, but as a person and dealing with whatever mental things might pop up. I have a, I have a question to follow that up. So you said that, you because you're a writer at heart and that's how you express would you suggest that to people who are struggling with their mental health to find a creative outlet to be able to express their feelings and their emotions while they're going through them yes and hope like i have everybody that i've i've talked to friends i'm like write it down because from i've seen how writing helps me process what i'm feeling like i sometimes i don't know what i'm thinking until i write it down it's in my head and it's swirling around, but until I write it down, whether on my phone or on a piece of paper, I don't know how to process a lot of my feelings, you know, just like that, unless I say it out loud, which you can't really 
you know, always say it out loud. So yes, writing has been a savior for me. And so it's it's more than just a task. It's it's definitely something that, and it's yours. You know, I was watching um, Made on Netflix and towards the end, they had like a writing circle and the girl, Alex, she said, when you write it, there's no right or wrong thing about it because they're your words. They're your feelings. No one is judging you. No one is, you know, grading you based on these words. This is how you feel. Go back, read them over another time. And then you feel you can still tell. And so, yeah, I would definitely recommend writing. Start with a sentence, a word. You don't have to think, don't overthink it. Writing isn't something that you overthink. Just let it happen. Great advice. And I appreciate that advice. I hope the audience out there can appreciate that too, because it is helpful. And we all, again, we all struggle with this. Writing is just for me because, and for some people who can handle that, but if it's too much, get help. That's always going to be the next thing. If it's too much and you know it's too much, get help. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Because I know with mental health, that's the biggest thing. We don't ask for help. And it becomes, it gets too much. And then when it's too much, yeah, we Explode. go to the extreme. Yeah. yeah we All right. So my next question for you, Janet, is what are some of the shortcomings or obstacles that you had to overcome when you first got started? So with the magazine, I'm sure that's a different set of circumstances. With the mm-hmm. podcast, that's a different set of obstacles. With uh, being an author, that's a different, you know, thing. Social media is different. So what were some of the biggest obstacles in all fields uh, when you first got started in, in your career? So with the book, my one of my biggest obstacles was like marketing. I, I'm not a marketing. I was never a marketing person. I worked in marketing once before, like back in my undergrad years. And that was it. And I was I'm, I'm, I do research. I, I listen to all the coaches and do that, but I was still short of that part. So when it came to pushing the book out there and, you know, getting write-ups, doing all these things that I do know now, that, that was one of my biggest like obstacles and shortcomings, but I was still glad, you know, I, I published a book by myself. So that was one of the big things with the book, um, with a podcast. Um, I don't know. Never thought about short. I can tell you mine. The hardest thing about potting is everything besides recording. Right, right. The writing, getting people, getting people to listen to it, give you a chance, being interesting, finding angles to talk about, you know, not being like. Because even with my podcast, to be honest, I had been planning the podcast for at least two years because I got laid off in 2017. And then I'd been on, I decided, okay, creative journey starts now. My brother-in-law, who is um, by default, my mentor, we went through a whole talking session about, you know, direction-wise, book-wise, this-wise. And he was like, I want you to ask, you know, your friends, just ask, do a survey, ask people what's your strongest, what they think your strongest, you know, quality is. I got a lot of different answers, a lot of like thing, but his, I wanted to know what he thought. And he said, it's your voice, use your voice. And so he's like, you find that, figure out ways how to 
get this across. And so the podcast had been writing, I have notebooks that I walk around with because why not? And that I've been writing, physically writing. And it was last year I was editing my girlfriend's book. And I've known this person since high school. My co-host, her name is Shar Walker. She lives in Canada. And so she lives in Alberta, Canada. She does not live in the U.S. She, the time zone is, maybe this is a shortcoming, but it, it wasn't even something that we factored in because we worked it out. She lives in Alberta, Canada. She's two, she's on Mountain State Standard Time, which is like two hours um, behind Eastern Standard Time. And we were just talking, like our converse, our regular conversations just became these really interesting things that we feel like, you know, she's like, let's start a podcast. And I'm like, I'm glad you asked. Here's what I have. So I had been, <laughs> so the whole outline I'd done research, a friend of mine, his mom is a producer of in a radio station in Maranek. And I had like a session with her. I went over with her with what I had. She's like, you're fine. You don't need my help. It's <laughs> just like, whatever you have, you just, you know what you're doing. So at this point, you just need to go ahead and do what, do whatever you're doing. So I bought a microphone. We figured out how to record here on Zoom. We did the whole thing. She does the editing. She also has a podcast of her own. And so it was just the journey and a half with this magazine. My magazine didn't start off. So in 2016, after Bloom, Bloom and Become didn't kick off because it was a bad time. Timing is everything when you're doing your projects. Timing and team. Yeah. And the vision I had for Bloom and Become, it wasn't materializing because I love my friends, but we weren't supposed to be doing it together because they all, I'm sure they all wanted different things. When I decided to stop that, I was like, okay, it's not right now. Earlier this year, when Clubhouse was on 10, when Clubhouse was Clubhouse, uh-huh. you know, we were all on Clubhouse. I was in a room and one of the persons in the room hit me up on Instagram and was like, hey, um, I think I, I have a project that I really want to work with you on. You know, Let me know when we could set up some time to talk. I'm like, how about tomorrow at one o'clock? We spoke the next day at one o'clock. And the rest is history. Like we had just been working together, doing content planning, writing, social media, the whole thing for this magazine. Um, they're like family right now, to be honest. They're, it's a family-owned business. The whole team is maybe a, mo- a father and a son, a best friend and his mom, and that's it. And it feels like a, that felt like a full circle moment to be able to not just write, but be able to sort of help bring the content, you know? And it's we tell your stories. And a part of my whole Bloom and Become backstory was I wanted to tell story of becoming, stories of becoming and using your journey and being, and it's stories for us, Black people, by Black people. And they're stories of triumph, stories of, you know, just us breaking and certain curses, creating legacy. And that's the whole thing. So the, the shortcomings with that is just that, it's time consuming. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. It's time. Con- everything is time consuming. And I've I've interviewed a lot of cool people so far. And Mess in a Bottle, Kalila Wright. I, I did, she was one of my first people because I, I love her. She, she owns a t-shirt company. She's in Maryland. She's Jamaican. She grew up in 
um, Brooklyn. I, I interviewed Andre, and he's going to kill me, Green. Remember his last name? Because we had a great conversation. <laughs> he's also Jamaican, but he's based in Boston, and he has he's this really dope artist. And so right now, I'm working on other stories um, with other Bronx-owned businesses, small businesses, up-and-coming people, people who you know, just need that extra push into the world. I want to tell stories. That's also one of my, like my passion. I want to tell these stories. I want to tell inspiring stories. Um, Another project that I didn't tell you about, which is, is another project that came out of a conversation with my friend was an anthology that I'm working on. It's called I Am My Father's Daughter. So her book, we, I was doing some sort of a developmental editing, you know, storylines and whatnot. And I said to her, I don't think this part fits because it's sort of a throw off. And she said, you know, if she says, I still want to keep it because it it really does bring a lot of things together. So I, you know, fix it up, do it in. And then it, it got me thinking, we all have so many different relationships with our parents, our fathers and our mothers, and those are foundation relationships. And it ties perfectly into the Mickey Chronicles, family, father, mother, parental relationships. And so I did a call for stories. Um, it was global. I got over 50 stories. Um, right now it's in editing, soon to be published. It's 23 stories, including mine. Two of us are from the Bronx. And there are no, there, the age limit, it's race isn't a factor we have black white indian you know we have people from scotland i have india the philippines um all over the u.s different ages different races and it's all the same and the stories aren't quote-unquote feel-good stories but they're also not bad stories because what i wanted to hone it into is, is the lesson what's the lesson that you got from your relationship, whether it's a good relationship, a bad relationship, or not so great relationship with your father. That shortcoming, I'm a one-man show. <laughs> the shortcoming for that is like I'm a one-man show. And I kind of like to do things on my own because I like things a certain way and it's a bad thing to say. You know, you're no, creating you, you preach into the choir on that one. You preach into and the choir on that one. I'm with you on a that. Certain way. And you don't it's not like you don't want to trust people with your baby. It's just that it's hard to kind of just let go, but you have to. I did I did ask someone else to do the cover for this book. <laughs> so that's that. Someone else did some of the copy editing. So that's also that. So it's it's coming along. It's coming along. It's a beautiful collection of 23 stories, but money is is a huge shortcoming when you're doing anything creatively because you have to pay for things and you have to live. And so it's always a toss up between, all right, so do I pay for this or do I pay Con Ed? Because does Con Ed really need this money? <laughs> but Con Ed does need the money because I need light. Plug <laughs> in my laptop to edit these stories and to create these graphics. So things take a lot much longer. There's the time factor again. Like things take a little bit longer when you're a one man show doing great things. And I'm looking forward to it because I I think it's such a a good set of stories and it it's it's a reflective type of situation where you will now think about 
these all of these different women and it, it it's a testament to how connected we are as people in terms of relationships it's not it doesn't matter how old you are where you're from how you grew up we all have some kind of weird relationship with our parents especially your fathers that's like one of the biggest things and that project has so many spin-offs so this is what happens with me i start one thing and then it becomes it takes on a life of its own but at the same time i'm seeing all the potential i'm seeing all the storylines and I'm seeing all the things. And so for me, I'm like, can just someone just give me a lot of money? Just take care of my, my expenses so I can do all these creative things because I don't have time to be working to pay bills. <laughs> I just want to do that. So it's, it's when I started, yeah, money still is a big deal. Now it's still a big deal. Time always going to be a factor. Um, Help is always going to be a factor. I think I just need a second person that's exactly like me. Mindset, creative tenacity, you know, the whole purpose-driven mindset. We are doing this. We're doing this now type of thing. It's hard to find people like that. It's hard to find people who see you and see your journey and see your creative working. So I found folks like that. But there is there's still other factors that that really kind of mess up the whole line of things. So it's what I have to work with. I'm working with what I have, doing what I have in the meantime until better comes. However long better takes to arrive. I'm with you, man. I am with you. I started, I do this podcast by myself because I knew before I even would maybe even shop it to other people. I knew that, especially in the beginning, <laughs> the other people wouldn't have the same drive or dedication that I would have. And I had to ask myself, I said, do you want this thing to be like a 10-week fad? Or do you <laughs> want this thing to be, for yourself, something that is ongoing and continuous? Right. right, And so when I a- answered that question, I said, I want this to be ongoing and continuous. The only way that you're going to be able to do that is if you are the battery that makes it go. So if I go and I ask one of my friends, it could be a friend I've had for my whole life. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have the level of care and desire that I'm going to have about this. Yeah. So it's only going to hinder me. But at the same time, you also mm-hmm. need people to help you. Yes. Do certain things because if you try to do everything by yourself, you're going Ooh, to finished. crash and burn. Yes. So like, I'm I, like, I lucked out. I listen, I lucked out. My girl that I do my podcast with is almost exact replica of me, except that she's in Alberta, Canada. <laughs> I need you. Yeah. But we make it work. And I think that's one of the greatest things. And we, we talk about that on the podcast. Like we, we talk about like a lot of our podcast episodes are dealing with self-development and relationships and, you know, just self-awareness. And so we try to tackle a lot of questions and answers about that. And we tie that into our lives and our relationship and to show people that, you know, you decide how you want to do it, be upfront. And we, we break the work up, you know, 
I do the writing and the producing. I do some social media here and there. She edits and posts and, you know, uploads it to wherever. And I, you know, we have it there and we work well together. We work out the podcast episodes. We talk about it. We have business hours. You have to find people who are, whose mindset is, is, is so similar to yours. You would think, you know, it's a complete mirror of yourself. But like I said, I lucked out. Well, well, good for you. <laughs> Charlene, you know, I love you, girl. I'm sorry. She hates when we, you know, does the full government char. She, by the way, she's char glow up on Instagram. She's crazy. And on YouTube, she's char glow up. <laughs> we got to shout her out, too. Yeah. Make sure you Famous do. plug of my, my, my partner in crime, char glow up. That's right. Shout yeah, out to char. Shout out to Char. And that's, but that's needed. That's necessary. Yeah. So it's good that you have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though, you know, a lot of people even don't get started because they think that they need all these people to, you know, help them do it. And that's not true. It's mm-hmm. much more difficult. But if you are the one with the passion, the desire, the ideas and the motivation, you need to make that happen. You need to plant those seeds yeah. and have it grow. Because if you're yeah. waiting around for your ideal person to fall out of the sky, well, you're going to be waiting. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be a waiting. Long time too. A and long so time. You're going to be waiting. And so you're going to waste a bunch of valuable time that you could actually start learning and you can actually start growing and progressing because you're waiting for this ideal person to fall to you. And it's only going to fall to you. It won't fall to you. It only will come to you if you put in that energy out, like you're motivated and you're someone who's passionate about what you want to do. So if you're waiting around for the stork to come out the sky and deliver you a present, hey, you better you better be a very patient person because that it it ain't realistic. It's just not a realistic thing. So you have to be self-motivated and you have to be willing to go out alone. You have to be willing to venture out and do these things for yourself by yourself at times. And so that's very important for people to understand, like. You know, this for you. So your episode will be my 82nd. Yeah, I noticed that. My, That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, so, yeah. And it, but it's like, and the only reason why it's been able to go for this, this amount of time by myself is because of the passion and the motivation that I have for it. And in that journey, right, then you see, you meet other people who are like you. Yeah. Then you meet other people who say, Oh, Denzel, you have a podcast. How many episodes do you have? And I say, well, I have 82 episodes. And they're like, what? Yeah. Oh, you, know, you have what? How many? How can I? Wait, you do all this by mm-hmm. yourself? And he's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, well, how can I be a part of this? I want to be a part of you yep. because you're somebody out here who's not looking for a handout. You're trying to make it happen by yourself. And people want to help people who help themselves. Yes. Like, I... I, 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 I like to meet new people. And one of my greatest things that I've, I've been doing in the past is just randomly adding people on Facebook and not just any people. Like I like to add female entrepreneurs, black female entrepreneurs who I feel have so much to offer in terms of insight, but also inspiration. And so my Instagram and my social media feeds that I curate based on the people I want to follow are people who are inspiring people who with resources, people who are willing to give information, not just to, about you or anything else, but just because of their own lives and their own journey. And I think for me, that's how I kind of like keep going. Like I just, I use that to kind of be like, all right, cool. So yeah. Okay, fine. 
just keep going. You know, there's, there's no end in sight. You can, you can revamp and redo and rebrand and just keep going. You just don't stop. Right. Just don't stop. And right. So it's good. So the good, that piggybacks us right into my next question. What advice would you give to a young person who sought you out uh, and they wanted to start their own business, their own creation, their own movement? What is one of the biggest pieces of advice that you can give to them as someone who is getting the full 24 hours out of her day? <laughs> start. Start. It doesn't matter how small. And, and, and the one thing I told a friend of mine yesterday, which is funny, I said, I have a Google account. I have access to a Google Drive. Every time I have a new idea, I open a new um, folder and a new Google document and I write it down. I write up what I'm thinking about it. And then I don't rush. I do research. I make sure I go and I see, you know, what's similar. What's, you know, what are some other people doing in the same field? But how can, because nothing we do is ever original. I don't care what anybody says. We're not originals out here. We're adding our own magic to whatever is here. We're adding our own essence to human existence. So you have to remind yourself that you're bringing you to the story. And it's not about how many other stories are available. No one, your story can change somebody's life. So it's not about the comparison. It's not about anything. Just start, be organized and ask for help. Like you cannot believe in yourself. I think I, I did a I did a blog post once about this. <laughs> I don't know. I think I did. I might have done a blog post. Believe in yourself. Like you have to believe that who you are and what you have, you know, is is an, a great addition to this world. And I believe my poems, my words, I've unconsciously touched people's lives. I'm telling you, you don't know who's watching what you're doing when you're doing it. And I've seen that. I moved here 10 years ago from Jamaica. Up, I quit my job, moved here for school. Two years later, a year and a half later, a friend of mine messaged me to say, you know, I went back to school because of you. And I was like, how, how did that? She's like, you just weren't afraid to just do something. And I'm like, you don't know how scared I was, but I had to do it anyways. And so... You doing things that you think that you're not affecting anyone, you are. And people will be inspired by you. They won't tell you half the time. I'm telling you that. Most people won't tell you. But you just have to always remind yourself why you're doing it and doing it for all the good reasons. Even if the good reason is you want some money in your pocket, still still do it because it's and don't second guess yourself. Like, I, I don't believe in second guessing myself. And it might be a little cocky, but I know I'm extraordinary. <laughs> and and it's it's not something I can I can take lightly. You know, I've gone through this life and I've done a few things and I look back and I'm like, all right, that was kind of dope. You know, most people don't take those chances. So learn to celebrate yourself celebrate your journey but just start because yeah. if you don't, like you said like we've we've been saying like if you don't start if you don't do don't talk about it be about it make mistakes make mistakes because nothing is ever going to be perfect but it's good information because it's like you're gonna have anxiety and self-doubt about it right because it's all new right if you started a podcast 
you don't know anything about microphones. You don't know anything about recording. You don't know anything about audio software. You don't know anything about distribution. You don't, there's so much you don't know. And that's just so, that you can get lost in all the information that's available. Right. Like you go out there and you search. There's so many coaches and gurus and this one and that one that's telling you five, seven. It's a lot. Yes. It's overwhelming. It. But then you're like, oh, man, you know, which way do I go? Do I go this way? Do I go this way? Well, this guy's doing this. This girl's doing this. And I don't know how to do any of that. So I'm not doing it. No, that's not right. That's not correct. You need to go out and do your best every single time. Every single time. Because repetition is the father of learning. The first episode I did, I even I don't even like (laughs) listening to it. I have I force myself to listen to it every now and then. Because, you know, you got to hear from where you started and you can compare it yeah. to where you are. It's absolutely terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But if I was to say, man, I really don't like the way that this sounds. I'm going to quit. Right. And we never get to this point. We never have this conversation. No. And I don't grow in this space. No. And that so, happened to us, too, because we... We there was some glitching or some random sound in one of our podcasts, and we figured, oh my god, we're gonna have to go and re-record the entire thing. And we're like, we don't want to because it was such a vibe and moment. It took me a whole year and a half to read my first book. Wow. Because I published and I got like, you know, my friends are like, oh my god, it's really inspiring, and I love the way you did this and that. And I'm like, all right, cool, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't remember what I wrote. <laughs> but I believe you I believe you and I was like oh okay oh that's nice like when I finally read it and I sat down I was like oh look at you young and foolish I feel the same way like when I listen to my first episodes I'm like wow you're like wow like what were you thinking (laughs) but you did it anyways (laughs) and at the time I'm like man I did a great job oh my god I knocked it out the park I and think, you go back and listen to it, you're like, what the hell is this? But I think that's the whole purpose of life, you know, mm-hmm. for us to be able to, because my first book, all the poems in the book were from 17 to 30. I went back and I I, 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 found, I found all the poems I could find during those years, going through all the little itty bitty things that were happening, you know, affecting my emotions and whatnot. And I'm like, you have to grow. You have to go back to where you started. And as I said that, I'm going to shamelessly plug my unpublished, potentially third book. <laughs> go ahead. Feathers. Do it. Ruffled Feathers. Like I said, I love symbols. Um, Sankofa is a West African symbol. And it means to go back and fetch it. And back in 2016, I had this whole existential movement going on anxiety, depression, but my return to God was what really set me on a path to where I am right now. And so Sankofa is very, I use that symbol in in a significant way. It's like, I was always faithful. I was always trusting. I was always believing, but that surrender, that complete surrender, that where you feel like you have, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but you're not worried about it. And you're just doing as you're going along. I had to have that moment. And so my third book, that's the, that's the principle. Sankofa. You have to go back and fetch. You have to go back to your foundation, your basics. Remember who you are. Remember what God told you and all those things to really move forward into the next step. And so a lot of 
this growth like life is always about evolving and 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 you know unlearning and and becoming and that's second book april showers is the unbecoming and and just stepping into your true self it's unlearning all the habits that you thought were great and just kind of like jumping into that so growth your growth journey will floor you floor you and when you can look at it in such a way where this is a testimony to me being an adult <laughs> in a way that I've never been an adult before or a human, an evolved human, I got word for you. So yeah, like start and 100%. you will definitely just love and enjoy it. Yeah. I think that's that's key to creating and 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 sharing and knowing that your gift that you're you're sharing with the world is important for you to enjoy it. It's not a task. You know that thing where say you never work a day in your life because it's not really work? Yep. Yeah, it's not. I'm not working. I haven't worked in a very long time, except for whatever I do to pay my bills, because that's that's cheating. <laughs> it's annoying. But everything that I've done creatively, I've never considered it work because I've enjoyed everything of it. I've enjoyed it the research, the creating, the finding out ways to do new things and surprising myself at doing new That's the thing too. Like you will surprise yourself at how many things you can do and you can accomplish when you set your mind to it. I do that every day. One, one million percent. I sometimes, you know, editing the show or re-recording, recording, re-recording takes six hours out of my day. Sometimes it takes longer, especially in the beginning. Yeah. And, but at the same time, I was like, Yo, I just worked really hard on this. This took a lot of time, energy, and effort. But I don't feel like I used to feel when I come home from the nine to five. I don't feel that way. Like, I sat here on this computer. Mm-hmm. I re-recorded my voice, did 50 takes or something because I couldn't get it right. I couldn't read the certain thing I was trying to read. I had to redo it over and over again. I had to fix edits. Maybe I didn't save my work and then the computer died and I had to start over again. Right? But when it was finished... I felt like, yo, I never felt like this clocking out of work. I nope. never felt like this. It's yours, you know? Yes. You have this, it's this pride in, 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 in knowing that you created this thing and, and, and people are proud of you and you are proud of you. And it's not to say you want people to be proud of you, but it helps, you know? I'm not, I'm not pride hogging, but, I, you know, every now and then, and I get it. So I'm happy that, and it's a, it's just a different happiness that you feel when you're able to use your skill set. It's it's different, you know. You're not waiting for someone to hand you a project, right? You're not. So that that just start. <laughs> That's all. Yes. It's just like yes, it, it's a yes. whole extraordinary journey that you will. You can't buy. I'm nope. sorry, but you this doesn't sell in a store or anything. So this is this a whole and everyone's experience is going to be unique in their own way, right? You and exactly. I do a podcast. We have two different experiences. You have exactly. a co-host who is all the way in Canada, and yes. I do my show by myself. I'm sure there was a complete different journey in yes. creating our shows, but at the end of the day, we're still sitting here saying. We are super happy about what we have done and what we've decided to do. And that's the point. 
You want to enjoy life. You don't want to, you know, scuttle through it and work uh-huh. with your fingers to the bone. And then you retire at 70 and your back hurts every day. And you didn't even enjoy your life. Got to enjoy your life. Janeth, my next question for you is, what keeps you motivated in this space? What keeps you so inspired to keep on to keep on writing, to keep on trying new things, to keep on meeting new different motivated people? What would you say are some of your biggest motivations to keep on creating and keep on curating different things? I, I'm going to start by saying I want to do it because I want to buy a house. <laughs> in a faraway land <laughs> so I can just write by myself but I've been a writer for a very long time and it's something I love immensely so it's and a lot of it has to do with just the things that come naturally it's a natural thing so I want to just keep going to see what I can make up I want to challenge myself to see how far I can go to, I want to be able to help my family you know, my siblings have been extraordinary, you know, to me and for me. And I want to be able to give back to them in, in in a way that, you know, they've never been blessed before. So there's also that. But I want to be able to share my journey. I want to be able to help people understand a lot about themselves. And I want to be able to use my words to give people insight and to help them tell their stories. I want to tell stories about my life. I was born and raised in Jamaica. My upbringing was completely different and I didn't have stories. We didn't have stories about our own lives. You know, some stories were old, some were new. I want to start telling stories about Jamaica, but in a different way. And so my own life, I feel is, is, is just something I want to just keep going. Like I, I'm self-motivated. I've always been that way. I, I'm always think I've been. I've used this word before, a little naive, because I think you know everything. Everyone's good and you know in goodness and whatnot until they they screw you over and then yeah. there's this whole whatnot. But I, I believe in goodness and I believe that people want to be good. And I, my my messaging has always been to just practice what you preach and do what you love. You know, be who you are. Be aware of that. But yeah, just just the mere fact that I I want to be able to be comfortable in a space, financially stable, you know, not having to worry about anything, that keeps me motivated, that keeps me going, because this thing has to pay my bills one day. Like this has to pay my bills one day. I'm no kidding. Like I have story ideas. I just tweeted that I need an agent because. I have at least four or five books racked up on my Google Drive right now, just waiting to be written. Because if I'm free from distractions, I'm free from life and stresses that come with life, I think I can churn out a couple of books well in my lifetime and then some. And then I'm also motivated by my family's history. Like I've been digging deep into where I'm from and my family's legacy. And I realized that my own ancestors have been people who created a legacy. My great-great-grandfather was someone who died with, at the time, less than 100 pounds in his name and over 200 acres of land. And I'm like, that takes, and he was a Black man born in the 
post-colonial period in Jamaica, that wasn't easy to do. And so, and all his children went to private school, were professionals. And I'm like, I want to live up to that legacy. One of my great-granduncles was one of the first Jamaicans to get a patent, you know, one of the first largest manufacturing companies there. It still exists because they sold it off. But, you know, like those kind of legacies, like I, I have to live up to my name in such a way where... I'm creating things and I have to, it's in my blood. It's in my DNA to be extraordinary. So I I have to do that, you know? Yeah. Wow. We learning more and more about you every day, every second, not even every day, every second, you know, that's, and, and that's important. You have to have a reason or a one certain thing that you can pinpoint as to why, you know, why it is that you going so hard, why it is that you, really working so hard right carrying both floors and in the dope ass pantry (laughs) (laughs) straight up straight up i want to be able to wake up one day and be like yo i'm going to italy for two weeks don't call me gas up the jet (laughs) let me tell you i i i always have to shout out my friends because i have the most extraordinary friends and I, i keep telling them listen one day we're going to be brunching in, in Spain. We're going to go to Italy at Airbnb to learn how to make pasta with a little old Italian lady. And then we're going to go to Costa Rica and do whatever. And then I'm going to have random just because brunch is in my backyard. Because because no man is an island. And that's one of the things I've learned. You need people in your corner, even if like even if we're not on the same journey, they're still supportive. And it's, it's important to have people who, who will listen to your crazy ideas every single day and give you feedback because we're all in this thing together. And so I, that's also one of the things I want to be able to give back to the people who have given me so much over the years. And it's important to me, you know, to show them that, and they know because if I if they do it for me, they know I I do and I have done for them. So it's like a, a sort of reciprocal relationship where there's no question of the love and you know the friendship and everything, but we deserve incredible, amazing things. And I want to be the one to give to do that for us. So I have several reasons. Yeah. I, and there and and let me tell you, as someone who's talked to you for a short period. I know that everybody who is in, you know, in your corner or in your circle is very proud of the work you're doing because it's not, it's, it's, you would be proud just because of how hard it is to do. It's hard to write a book. It's hard to publish a book. It's hard to work multiple jobs. It's hard to reduce. I am proud that you do a podcast with someone who is not in the country. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so I think that we all have people whether they say it out loud a lot or they don't, who are watching what we do and are proud of the successes that we've had, maybe because they wanted to do it and they couldn't, or yeah. maybe because they never had the motivation to do it or they never had the confidence to do it. So That's the true. work that we do, even if it reaches a small amount of people, it, there is value in that. There, The people who hit me last year around the election time, I was doing a whole bunch of episodes about voting, just about like the importance of it, how, you know, black people were targeted to be dissuaded from voting, how important mm-hmm. it is to vote, like with numbers and statistics and kids like 18 year old kids from across the country were sending me messages. Yo, how do you is all of this stuff that you're saying about voting true? Because I really don't want to vote. 
Right. And I'm like, yo, look at this, read this article, read that. And they're like, yo, man, I really appreciate you just hearing that from you or you we putting have to that out voice. there. You have to and use the resources and, and however you can help. Like another thing is like, I always say I want to change the world, you know, even if it's just one person, I'm still changing the world with one person because yes. I just changed how they thought about themselves. I just changed how they view this. And that change has a ripple effect. Like we don't know sometimes like that one change has such a, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's real. It is real. It's, it's, it's like, like that first- need to change the world. And it's not about changing the globe in terms of the physical structure. But if you change someone's heart, if you change someone's mind, you change their perspective, you have changed the world, at least their yes. world. And yes. that's a big why. That's a huge why. The first time someone reached out to me who was a stranger and mm-hmm. told me I was doing great work. It was like I just scratched a lottery ticket and got a like yeah. a whole bunch of money. Like, yeah, because it was so unexpected. And at, at times you think, dang, like I'm really working this hard. Are people even getting this? Like, are people even receiving this in the way that I'm trying to put it out? And the first time someone said, yo, I'm from mm-hmm. XYZ place. I'm so-and-so years old. I just want to tell you, yo, you're doing a great job. Wow. You're just Listen, like people don't get it. Like just that alone is that changed your whole world in a second. Like as creatives, we want to know. Yes. We really want to know what you think because we're here going in day out doing what we're doing, creating thinking, oh god, this is crap. It's not. We know it's good, but we're not really we don't know that you think it's good. Yes. So yeah. I'm happy for you. Like that's, that's just like this. When you take a step, it says, once you decide the universe definitely just opens doors and and does things for you. And it's, I've seen that happen for me. And I think it's happened for so many other people. And so like, that's why the start is so important. The starting and the follow through, like those two things starting and the following through really helps. Yes, indeed. And it's very important that we continue to do what we're doing, no matter how difficult it may be, um, especially you, <laughs> because, <laughs> because of the impact that it can have on others and how you can inspire people to, you know, reach their creative potential or even believe that they have something that they can offer to others. And that's very important. So now we're going to move right along. You guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Instagram is R-O-D-G-E-R-S. N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is the exact same, except there are no vowels in Neighborhood on Twitter. And Janeth, one thing I do every episode is I answer questions from the listeners of the show. It's a great way to keep them involved. It's a great way to keep them engaged. And it's a great way to break up the monotony of just you and I talking for an hour and some change. So what I'm going to do is have you answer some of the questions that the listeners want to know from the mickey chronicles okay all right our first question from the listeners is what is one of your wildest stories from childhood it might not be that wild but i thought about it this morning i i've been thinking about two things i've been having these conversations well maybe not just that one thing I grew up in Jamaica, if you've, you've heard of that. And I I love cats. I have a cat. Her name is Iris. 
And we've always had cats. And then one day, one of my cats, female, was pregnant. And I didn't know, you know, where she was. We had like a, a suitcase under the bed in my room. And I'm like, where is the cat? Like, where's the cat? I pulled the suitcase out from under the bed. She was giving birth. So, yeah, I assisted in the birth of kittens. I don't remember how old I was at the time, but yeah. <laughs> well, you can add that to your resume. You know, you listen, <laughs> author, writer, poet, right? Podcaster, <laughs> editor, and, and vet. Yeah, add that to your resume. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, that's one, you know, that was an extraordinary experience for me. I don't know how wild it was, but yeah, that was good. I'm talking to a, a cat's doula right now. I'm done with you. A cat's doula. <laughs> a cat's doula right now. That's crazy. You see, that's a I good question. I was a question. teenager. I was a teenager, so. It's a good question because you hear like different stories from different people, right? So I had a few episodes ago, I had a coach, basketball coach. He was saying he was playing basketball in the park and there was a little kid who was shooting baskets while they were trying to play basketball. So one of his friends threw his ball away so they could continue playing. And he said it was on Mother's Day and that he went home and he brought back, I don't know if his big brother or his uncle, with a shotgun. And they, he pumped, like, pumped the shotgun and the guy said, who wants to die tonight? Like something out of a movie. And all the kids had to run away, like leave the park. And you so it's like everyone has these stories, right, yeah. that, that you would never think in a million years would happen. Right. So my when I answered the question, I my my answer was I was in a summer camp, a sleepaway camp Mm -hmm. and I was getting bullied. I was like 10 years old at the time and I was getting bullied by a kid who was much bigger than me. And one of the things that they did was they uh, occasionally would let you watch TV because the point of the camp was to get you outdoors. Right. So they would let you watch TV once in a while. So every little kid, what do they like to watch? Wrestling, professional wrestling. So the kid was bullying me all day. And one day I just had enough. I did a wrestling move on him that I saw on TV and I almost got kicked out of the camp because he really got hurt. Like he got hurt, hurt. And so like everyone's story, I love that question because everyone's stories from, especially when they're kids Mm -hmm. is wild. Like things that you could never think of. So it's a great question. I always appreciate, you know, when the, when the listeners ask questions like that. So my next question for you from the listeners is, what are some of the useless talents that you have? I'm a very skilled person, you know. I, I'm just gonna say that. But I I lived with my grandmother most of most of my high school years, and we we have we have land, so we would plant things, you know, on the land. We have this thing called yams. It's not like the yams that we have in the US. So I know how to properly take that out of the ground. I was trained how to take that out. I know how to make coconut oil from scratch. I don't know if that's a useless skill. I don't think they're useless, but, you know, it's a skill that I have. I know how to dig yams. I wouldn't say that that's useless. I think that's a pretty useful skill. Right. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what are the useless skills I do have. I think most of my skills are pretty, you know, 
useful. I know how to sew. I know how to embroider. I know how to, I do hair. I do makeup. I have a, a pretty long list of skills, but making coconut oil is, is kind of pretty dope. And also there are like a bunch of other things. I've raised chickens. I don't know if that's a skill. Yeah. Farming is a skill. I was, I was an intern, basically, an unpaid intern for my sister who wanted to be an entrepreneur when I was in the eighth grade. So she was raising chickens. And that was a thing. Now, see, look, my useless <laughs> talent is actually a useless talent. Everything you did was like, oh, yeah, you know, I know how to farm. Right, I, like, I, I know how to make clothes. <laughs> I know how to make oils. Like, those are right. things that are actually useful. A real That's useless right. talent is one of that I have. My useless talent is. I can name every state and capital in the U.S. That's that not is, useless. That is 100% useless. No, no, no. Have you been to trivia? Like yeah. If, if, exactly. But that's great. Okay. In I, that one I, specific aspect. Yes. Okay. Knowing that the, <laughs> knowing you, that you the, the capital like, of Florida is Tallahassee. Yes, that show. works. Right. Even if you go on a game show, they're like, for a million dollars, you know, name all the, the, the whatever. And listen, you just want a million dollars just because you have that skill. That's not useless. Well, I listen, I appreciate you making me feel better about it, but <laughs> nobody cares that the capital of Arkansas is Little Rock. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, but <laughs> did you watch a friend's episode when they were supposed to name all of the states and, and they like, the smart one <laughs> kept missing four. Now I will tell you as as a, as a, yes, I hate to let you down. I'm a diehard Seinfeld guy. So friends, mm. it's either one or the other. I'm a Seinfeld guy, not a friends guy. Oh, I have a bunch of them on DVDs. Do you want them? Friends or Seinfeld? Seinfeld, I think. Yes. Right, yes. Cool. We'll talk about that. My sister lives in a building where they usually, you know, put things out and, uh -huh. and, and they just happen to have a box. I'm going to check if it's signful and let you know, but I think it's signful because I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I'm like, I don't know. I might sell it, but I have it in my closet. Hey, I'm coming up, man. I'm coming up. My useless talent of the states and capitals bringing it up paid off for me. So it was not right. useless. It was right. not. Not useless at all. <laughs> and my last question that I have for you today from the listeners is, what songs are in your current listening rotation? On repeat. And I'm mm -hmm. pulling out my, 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 my thing right now is Gyra or Gyra. I don't know how you want to pronounce it. Gyra. It's from Elevation Worship. It's Chandler Moore in Maverick City. It's 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 a beautiful song. Why it's, is it why is it so current in your rotation? Um Jehovah Jireh means you know God will provide. I don't know. It's it's I heard it on TikTok or on I think it was Instagram Reel. I there was a verse of it I heard and I went and looked it up and I was like, oh my God, like this is this is everything right now. And it's funny because there's another song that it's the same thing. He always provides that's one church um, worship and both of them. But I'm also looking forward to Adele's new album on, on Friday because she's a Taurus. I'm a Taurus. Her album is called 30. It's sort of a coming of age mm -hmm. album. 
my, my, my um, book is called Bloom by 30. It's also right. a coming of age book, you know, seeing all the similarities there. So easy on me has been on repeat too. Okay. I wrote okay. a blog post about easy on me because I had an epiphany and it's, it's such a full, that's another full circle moment for me. So those are three songs that are on repeat. All right. Great. Great. And now hopefully let's, you know, a few things happen in our, in our favor. Adele hears this and says, Oh, bloom by 30. Let me, let's, Hey, I want to come do the show. I want to come do the podcast. So, Hey, it could happen. Yeah. It could, it happen. could happen. Anything <laughs> can happen. Anything. Like I, I'm not, I, I just believe that once you do and you put it out there, it's only a matter of time before certain things happen for you. And, you know, we've been talking a lot and it, it's it's such a reminder for me. Like sometimes you don't know how much having conversations with other people would be inspiring for you to just keep going. Like I've been in a plateau and then I picked up and I was like, all right, I know I can do a lot of things in two days and I, I chopped stuff out, but then it's also that push to keep going. So other people on your journey should be able to inspire you to live up to your own potential, you know, just, just say and do walk the walk, you know, don't just say you're going to do something and not do it. You got to walk the walk. Straight up, straight up. Now, see, you're getting ahead of me because my final question for you <laughs> is my final question for you was what is one thing that you would like to leave the listeners with as a piece of advice or a life jewel or something important that you would oh. like to express? Look, you should add psychic to your resume too. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I am technically, I am. That's not getting to that. That's, that's, maybe that's the weirdest thing I should, I am a little psychic, a touch. I get dreams that come true in real life. Just saying. Also, oh, you're clairvoyant. Yeah. So, okay. There's, there's Put that. that on the resume. <laughs> medium you know i i have a poem that says am i multifaceted something something being and it was, it was, it was i have another name miki chronicles is from my name tamika which is sort of a nickname because we have those and my sister shortened it to call me miki so that's where the miki chronicles comes from it's still my name it's just not, not on my birth certificate but <laughs> so um but yeah walk walk if you're going to, you know, live up to your potential and always get the lesson. I think one of the things we do is that we, we just react first. Don't be too reactionary with things. Think about what you're doing and think about what you want and think about what you're saying. A lot of us want to just say and constantly say, you know, stop to think about what you're saying and make sure what you're saying actually makes sense because not everything is worth saying you know we live in an age where people want we're so vocal but why are you even vocal what what's the point what's your message is your message saying something worthwhile listening to and walk the walk you one big change that has happened for me is that I was always motivated I was always the one giving motivation because that's me. I want to motivate you. I want to inspire you. But what was lacking was that I was taking too long to do things. I was walking too slow. And you can be motivated, but you also have to be activated. 
you know, you have to act on the things that you need to do. You have to be proactive. Don't just say you're going to do something, do it. Mm. And so that's been, that's one of the things I want to, you know, just kind of like help people with and just hammer in. It's okay to just like lay back for a little bit, but be proactive. And I think that's the whole Nathabagamot. You're not just talking about it. You're also doing it. You're talking and doing and just keep moving, but just walk the walk and keep moving forward. Very, very, very good advice. Janet, I really appreciate you coming on the show today, dropping all the knowledge, showing us how you get the full 24 hours out of your day. I really appreciate this conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. And um, there's nothing left for me to do but roll out the red carpet for you again. I would like for you to reiterate your name and all of the places that the people can find you. Sure. My name is Janet Benjamin, and I am The Miki Chronicles. You can follow me on Instagram at The Miki Chronicles. My books are available on Amazon. Um, all the links are in my bio on Instagram. My website is themikichronicles.com. And please, you can also check out the magazine. It's go where it's at. It's where it's at, ITZ. Where ITZ at on Instagram, on Facebook. And yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, well. All the links are in my bio on Instagram. I don't really need to tell you the whole Rolodex, but at the Mickey Chronicles on Instagram. And yeah. Well, thank you so much, Janice. Again, I appreciate you coming on the show and, and having this great conversation with me. I really appreciate it. And lastly, it is tradition around here on the Bronx Spies podcast that we allow our guest to choose a song that we end our podcast with. So, Miss Janice, the honor is yours. What song would you like to play for the good people out there? Josh Groban's version of Over the Rainbow. And I used to sing that in high school. I was also on the choir in high school. So that was one of my favorite songs. It's one of the songs I would sing to my nieces. So Over the Rainbow by Josh Groban, his version of it, at least. And that's a song from Wizard of Oz. Yes. Thank you again so much, Janice, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it and much love. Not, I wish you nothing but success in all of your endeavors. <laughs> Long <way. laughs> I wish you nothing but success in all of them. And again, I really appreciate you coming on the show and hanging out. I, I definitely, definitely love this. I, I'm, thank you so much for inviting me. You know, this was, this was fun. This was yes. fun. Good luck to you too. Thank you. Thank I'm you so much. Failed. I'm going to check and message you right after I finish and I'll let you know it's all yours. Yes, Merry yes. Christmas. good. Yeah. The states and capitals finally brought me something good. Ah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. No problem. Round of applause for Miss Janeth Benjamin. Round of applause. <laughs> and lastly, let us get into our NFL predictions. Last week's slate of games was the worst performance that I have had thus far. I am very disappointed in myself, but I'm not going to dwell on the past. I'm only about the present and the future. So uh, that week is behind me. 
I went seven and eight on picks. Absolutely disgusting. But again, this is a new week, and I'm looking forward to the challenge of getting back into the double-digit wins. So let us do week's 12 slate of games. I'm off to a pretty bad start. Uh, <laughs> uh, on Thanksgiving night, there were three games played on Thursday night. The Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions, the Vegas Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys, and the Buffalo Bills and the New Orleans Saints. And I incorrectly picked Detroit to win against Chicago, and I incorrectly picked Dallas to uh, beat Las Vegas. So um, not off to a great start, but I see a lot of room for improvement. So let us go through Sunday's slate of games. First game, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now my Pittsburgh Steelers coming off the tie against Detroit and the loss against the Chargers really need a win. I see Cincinnati not being as formidable as I thought they would be. Um, and I think that this is a great opportunity for my Pittsburgh Steelers to go into Cincinnati and get a win. The Steelers getting back Minka Fitzpatrick. They're getting back Joe Hayden. And I think they're getting back one more. And TJ Watt, I believe all three of those players are returning to their defense. Much, much needed. A great time for it to come. So um, I really do believe that Pittsburgh can pull this off against Cincinnati. And I am choosing the Steelers to win. Next game. Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I got the Falcons. Next game after that, New York Jets and the Houston Texans. I will take the Houston Texans to win. They had a good win last week, and I did not pick that correct. And I think that they'll build on that and beat the Jets. The Jets, really, where the, what are they doing and where are they going? Nowhere. They're doing nothing and going nowhere. So I got the Texans. Next game after that, Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots. Don't look now, but the fighting Bill Belichick's is is got the lead in the got either have the lead or tied for the lead in the AFC East. You know you thought it was you thought it was game over for the Pats, but they they are right back at it. You thought the dynasty was over when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, not the case. They took one season off, and they are right back in the thick of things. That's just a testament of how good of a coach Bill Belichick is. And uh, with all that being said, I think that they will beat Tennessee. No Derrick Henry. Bill Belichick always designs a game plan to take away the best player on the opposing team. And I truly believe that that the Patriots will win this game and they will make the playoffs. So I got the Patriots to win. Next game after that, Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants. I got the Philadelphia Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts is playing really well. Um, and I think that they finally found their quarterback um, with Carson Wentz departed to Indy Indianapolis. Next game after that, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Indianapolis Colts. I got Tampa Bay. Next game after that is the Carolina Panthers and the Miami Dolphins, and I will take the Carolina Panthers. I'm just so happy to see Cam back in the league. I got the Panthers. Uh, next game after that is the Los Angeles Chargers and the Denver Broncos, and I will take the Los Angeles Chargers. Next game, Minnesota Vikings and the San Francisco 49ers. I will take the Minnesota Vikings. They had a great win last week against Green Bay. Kirk Cousins played really well. Justin Jefferson is a beast beast. Adam Thielen is a beast beast, and they are clicking on all cylinders right now. I do not think that San Francisco's defense will be able to keep up with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, so I will take the Minnesota Vikings. Next game after that, Los Angeles Rams and the Green Bay Packers. Now, this is going to be a great game. I'm going to take the Rams. I, You know I love my guy Aaron Rodgers. You know that's my guy. I just, you know, he's got a toe injury. And um, uh, Aaron Jones got hurt in the last game. He's going to be out for a few weeks. 
Um, and I just believe that the Rams coming off those losses against the Tennessee Titans and against uh, who they lose to their last loss. I can't remember. They, they had a loss against the Tennessee Titans and they had another loss on Monday Night Football. I can't remember the team they lost to. But after those two losses and having Odell Beckham Jr., I think that this is finally the week where they finally get everything rolling in terms of including Odell. And, and Von Miller on the defensive side. And I just think that they'll be too, a little too much for Green Bay. I will take the Los Angeles Rams to win that game. Next game after that, Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. I got the Ravens. The Browns are looking really, really, really bad. Now, to be fair, Baker Mayfield is injured. He's got a shoulder injury. He's got a knee injury. I believe he had a wrist injury and a back injury as well. He's playing hurt. He's not playing well. But at the same time, he's acting like a real asshole. He's not doing interviews. He's talking shit. You know what I'm saying? He's really visibly frustrated. I do not think that's good for the morale of the team because at the end of the day, the quarterback is the leader. And if your leader can't handle adversity, what do you think is going to happen over the course of the season? You know, no wins. Because if you can't handle adversity, you know, when you play in the NFL, you deal with a lot of adversity. People are always getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? People are always going to be injured. People are going to be unhappy with their roles if they do not play well. That is part of being the leader of the team, handling adversity. So I just don't believe that Baker Mayfield is that guy. It is a little unfair because he is hurt, but I still do not think that he is the, that, that guy. Like, he's not that guy. So uh, with all that being said, I do have Baltimore to win this game. Baltimore won a game last week with no Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? So... I just believe that Baltimore is a superior team and will win. And lastly, the Monday Night Football game uh, will be the Seattle Seahawks against the Washington football team. And I will take the Seattle Seahawks. They need a win in the worst way. I will take the Seattle Seahawks to win that game. To get a head start on week 13, Thursday Night Football is the Dallas Cowboys against the New Orleans Saints. And I will take the Dallas Cowboys. I do not see them losing three games in a row. Although it, TV, sports talk TV will be absolutely fantastic if the Cowboys did lose three in a row, but I do not see that happening. And so that is week 12 and into 13's NFL predictions. Let us hope, please, that we do better with these picks because winning, I mean, going seven and eight on picks is absolutely disgusting. I am really embarrassed. <laughs> and let us just see if we can do better. So those are my NFL predictions for week 12 and into week 13. And that, guys, will wrap it up episode number 82 of the bronx bias podcast is in the books i'm your host once again my name is denzel i want to say thank you once again to everyone who tunes in who likes who subscribes who shares and who supports i want to say a special 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 thank you to my guest for the day janeth benjamin i really enjoyed our conversation today and, you, you know, you're a very multi-talented person. It was a great conversation to have. I'm very appreciative that you took some time out for me today. Please do not forget your boy Denzel has official Bronx Bias podcast merchandise available for purchase. You can visit the website bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com. And once again, I'm an independent potter from the BXNY. Supporting the merch is just one of the best ways to help keep the podcast going the way that it is. I'm not sponsored. I don't have any deals as of yet. So... The merch is just one of the best, best ways that you guys can help out the show um, if you can. I only, I'm only asking for the support if you can. And I sincerely, sincerely appreciate every single person who has purchased merchandise from 
me. And I'm going to fade you guys out today with a great, great, great song, which is Miss Janeth Benjamin's Choice. And it is called Over the Rainbow by Josh Groban off of his album called Stages. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 82. Hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Have a great week. Have a great weekend out there and be safe. And I'll speak to you guys next week. We are out.
If happy little bluebirds fly behind the rainbow, why?